0: this is Alive with Joseph. On Man to Man with Joseph for this month, we are looking at manhood in Christ likeness. Manhood in Christ likeness. I will read from Joshua chapter 24. I will read. It says, Joshua 24 verse 15, and if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the amorites in whose land you dwell but as for me and my house we will serve the lord let me read a quote from the book titled the resolution i want to suggest every man to get this book the resolution every man get this book it will bless you Buy it for the men in your life and help them to also read the book. The book titled The Resolution. I read it, an extract, a quote from it. It says, "Why most men will die with deep regrets, others will resolve to live for what matters most. Bennett William or William Bennett says, Real fatherhood means love and commitment and sacrifice and a willingness to share responsibility and not walking away from one's children. Now, with those two quotes this evening, I want to begin by saying, as a man, there are things that you should know if you are going to make the most of the life that is ahead of you. There are key things you ought to know. And the next couple of years ahead of you, a few things are definitely going to happen to you. And as a man, you need to begin to maximize every season that comes your way because life will happen to you whether you like it or not. Douglas Wilson says, If boys don't learn, men will not know. If boys do not learn, men will not know. And very soon, if you're in your 20s, you'll be in your 30s. If you're in your 30s, you'll be in your 40s, your 40s, your 50s, 60s, and so on and so on and so on. Now, you need to begin to understand that in the times in which we live in as a man... Living a life in the spirit is the most profitable thing you can ever do for yourself. Living a life that is committed to God is the most profitable thing that you can ever do for yourself. Living your life with God is so, so necessary in the times in which we live it. As a man, you will need to realize that living for God is not reserved for women alone. Actually, more demands are placed on us as men to live in the spirit so that you do not fulfill the desires of the flesh and as christian men as believers you should not allow yourselves to be driven by lust. allow yourselves to be motivated by the things that pleases the father allow yourself to be motivated by the holy spirit in the times in which we live living if you are not living for god as a man you are endangering yourself we live in a times whereby listen is that is that is it it is either you are for god or you are not and the kind of demonic influences all over the place it is very necessary as a man that you live for god we live in the times where living for god and walking in the spirit is a necessity is a necessity and for you as a follower of christ you need to live fully for god without compromise because friends you cannot survive the wickedness of satan that is out there without living for god i've come to discover that our society right now is a secular society God has been removed from everything. No prayer in schools. No prayer in public buildings. Don't even mention God. And if God is mentioned, it it is censored out. You know, non-Christians will tell us, don't bring Jesus into the workplace. Don't bring Jesus into the workspace. Our society allows everything else, excluding God. And many Christian men have adapted to this and they feel it is the right way to leave so many christian men have pushed god into one corner of their life listen friends you need to understand if you push god away from your life you endanger yourself we live in the time whereby when you see the kind of things happening around us you will have no choice but to know that the only solution we have right now is god Every man needs to come under the influence of God. Because at the rate, wickedness is permeating. At the rate, Satan is flowing through men to destroy things around us. You have no choice but to begin to call for God or begin to ask that men commit themselves to God. Listen, I was discussing with my wife and we came to a conclusion that, you know... It's either you are... you uh, Somebody must be under the influence of something. It's either you are under the influence of God or you are under the influence of Satan. Listen, there is no sitting on the fence on this matter. It's either you are under the influence of the spirit of God or you are under the influence of demonic spirit. And what we see happening around us with all of the killings last this week that just ended... A story I saw in the newspaper, a father somewhere, you know, down in our province here, in Limpopo province, a father bent down his house with his two daughters and it, that tells you that is a demonic influence. So we need to begin to understand as men is either you are influenced by God or you are influenced by Satan and you can't afford to be influenced by Satan. It is too costly. Amen. The founder of Christian Men's Network, Ed Cole, he said, and I quote him, he said, manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous, Edwin Cole. He said, manhood and Christlikeness are synonymous. So friends, as a follower of Christ, there is only one way to live, and that is God or nothing. There is only one way to live it is either god is the lord of all or he is not the lord at all and many men as men they have a mindset that if they follow god completely they will lose out society has painted an erroneous picture that following jesus is not for men listen friends that that is a wrong picture a wrong picture that says that jesus you know puts you at a disadvantage and yet the last time i checked you know wise men still seek jesus they started seeking him from birth until tomorrow they are still seeking him actually it takes a man of courage to seek jesus it takes a man of courage to follow after god and in the times in which we live in Our society is hungry for men of God. Men of God to arise from all spheres of life. And when I say men of God, I'm not talking about you being a pastor or in the five-fold ministry. No, that is not what the Bible calls a man of God. I'm talking about men who have allowed the influence of God upon their lives. That their decisions and whatever thing they do is based on the influence that God has on them. The time has come for men... To allow God take the center stage of their lives. Most Christian men, most believers, can't even publicly proclaim their followership of Jesus. When they are around their secular friends, they are mute about God. And for me, friends, that is a sign of trouble. Because it is either you are a follower of Jesus, or you are not. There are also some men... ...who are followers of Jesus... ...they still struggle with the carnal nature... ...which is they are still living as though there is no God. Many Christian men... ...they are Christian men... ...but you see them live as if there is no God. They hold nothing sacred. They hold nothing sacred when it comes to God. You will need to come to the place where... ...you bring God into focus in your life. And in doing that... ...it will begin with your mind to have to begin with your mind our generation of men must begin to value Our relationship with God. You need to value your relationship with God. You need to make sure your relationship with God is not compromised. You are not allowed secularism to manipulate and compromise your relationship with God. Because friends, in the times in which we live in, no man can survive the sword of evil without God. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 says... So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Did you see that? You won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. Violence, you won't be doing it because your sinful nature craves for it. But when the Holy Spirit guides your life, you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. That is what brother Paul in the Bible is telling you and I. So a major challenge For men in our time, in following after God, is what I've come to discover as discipline. Listen, friends, if you do not let the Holy Spirit guide your life as a man, you will not be able to develop discipline. You will not be able to develop discipline. When you look at your life, can you be able to say to yourself, honestly, can you be able to honestly say to yourself that as a man, you are a disciplined person? The Bible is filled with many stories and characters of men who were not disciplined. And as a result of their lack of discipline, they lost the material blessing of God upon their life. They lost the call of God upon their life. And some of them even lost their lives. Listen. If you do not develop the character called discipline, you are endangering yourself and the people around you. And the only way you can develop discipline is by the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5.16 says, Let the Holy Spirit guide your life. If the Holy Spirit is not guiding your life, you can't develop discipline. Plato says this, I, I quote him, Plato says, The first and the best victory is to conquer self. When a man has not conquered self, that man is a danger to himself and a danger to everybody around him. And here, this this man called Plato said that the first and the best victory is for you to conquer self. A very popular, you need to understand that, you know, when you do not conquer self, you endanger everything around you. And can that explain what we are seeing in our communities today? Because men are not conquering self. They are involved in rape. They are involved in all kinds of wickedness because self has taken the center stage. And if you do not conquer self, you will not be the blessing that God wants you to be to everyone around you. Amen. Can I get your amen? Give Jesus praise. I want you to boldly declare, I will conquer self. Boldly declare, I will conquer self. Give Jesus praise tonight. Hallelujah. A very popular story of indiscipline in the Bible. You can find it in the book of Genesis 25. Is the story of one of the sons of one of the sons of Isaac? His name was Esau. He lost his birthright and the blessing because of indiscipline. Another classic example of indiscipline in the Bible is a man called Samson. You will find his story in the book of Judges. He lost his calling because of indiscipline. Now, can I tell you this, friends? Life becomes difficult without discipline. The absence of discipline in a man's life makes the man's life difficult. Life can become a roller coaster journey without discipline. Most men have grown up around a whole lot of indiscipline lifestyle. And as a result, they have no boundaries around themselves. They have no control around themselves. They have no self control around themselves. Why some other men right now, young men right now, they are growing up living anyhow with no boundaries. Listen, friends, now these young men that are growing up living anyhow with no boundaries, they are going to end up becoming men. Who will be living anyhow without boundaries. Why? Because they have refused to allow God in their lives. And because of the absence of God, they have not been able to develop discipline. Listen friends, you cannot develop discipline without God. You need God in your life. And how our time In the times we live in How we uh, our, the, our generation is crying For men who will run to God Men who will find their strength in God Men who will lead everybody around them to God We live in a society Particularly our nation Where we men disdain God Men treat God as second class Men make it look like Coming to God is for women That is the lie of Satan And you need to understand As a man for you to be relevant To people around you For you to be a blessing to your family If you're married For you to be a blessing to your family If you're not married Your parents, your sisters And the ladies around you You cannot be a blessing to them If you have not found God God is the only difference Listen, no Jesus, no life The absence of Jesus In a man's life Will create crisis In the life of that man So you need to understand that Many men expect things to to Just work out for them Without them paying serious attention To the life of discipline One of the founding fathers of the United States of America His name is Abraham Lincoln He said and I quote him Discipline is choosing between what you want now And what you want most Abraham Lincoln One of the things discipline would do is to build character in you, is to set boundaries around you. Without you developing discipline into your life, the chances of you ruining your life is high. Without you developing discipline in your life, the chances also of you running your life well is very slim. The chances of you ruining your life is high. The chances of you running your life very well is very slim, without discipline. At every stage of your life as a man, you will need to pause and ask yourself very honest and brutal questions. And you must be very honest in answering them. And one of the questions you will need to ask yourself as a man is, If you are to become the man you dreamt of becoming, or the man people around you imagine you to become, what are the things you will need to put in place? What should you be focusing on? What are the things you will need to put in If you are to become the man you're dreaming of becoming, or the man that people around you are praying and hoping that you become, what are the things you will need to put in place? What are the things you are going to be focusing on? And the sad reality of this question is Many of you have the answers to this question But most of you, despite knowing the answers You are not doing the answers you know You have no willpower to do the answers you know Do you know friends? The only reason why most people are not doing what they know to do To become the man they want to be Is simply because of a lack of discipline I quote one of the most important keys to success is having the discipline to do what you know you should do even when you don't feel like doing it the author is unknown i don't know who wrote it so what is this simply saying what this is simply saying is you should do what you know you should do even when you don't feel like doing it now let me break it down what does that mean it means when you play when you should be paying you will pay when you are supposed to play and many men are playing when they are when they should be paying and at the later stage of their life, when they should be playing, they are paying. They get angry with everybody. They use all kinds of excuses. They claim that they grew up in abusive homes. Listen, friends. If you do not make up your mind, you will need to make up your mind. Nobody will make up their mind for you. You will need to make up your mind that I'm going to do what I know I should do even when it, don't, it doesn't feel like Even when I don't feel like doing it, I'm going to do it irrespective of what happens, you know, to my feelings. So you must pay when you are supposed to pay. So this is how life works. You pay now, play later. Or you play now, pay later. So you can either have the discipline to do what you don't feel like doing now or life will force you to do it when you least expected you can either have the discipline to do what you are supposed to do now or life will force you to do it when you least expected do you know friends that life has schedules are you aware that life has schedules life has seasons there are seasons of life you should be paying your dues to life there are also seasons of life you should be reaping from the dues you have paid to life. so many men played in their young age when they get old they start reaping the consequences of that play. Some young men are playing right now <laughs> but the fact of life is when the time schedule comes for payment later in their life, they will surely pay but the challenge I've come to discover is they don't just pay on themselves they also rope everybody around them to pay along with them that has become the sad reality they are not paying a loan but they rope everybody else to start paying the deals that they should have paid when life was demanding for them to pay hallelujah so you need to understand that friends when the time schedule comes for payment later in life you will pay if you don't pay earlier in life So friends, can I ask you this? Are you doing what you are supposed to do now? That's the question. Are you doing what you are supposed to do now so that the life you will, so that the life you so desire will manifest later? Are you doing it? Are you doing what you're supposed to do now so that your life will be more interesting at the later stage of your life? Let me read a quote for you. It says, self-discipline. The road may be hard, but the results are priceless. Unknown, the author is unknown. I don't know who wrote it. So let's quickly, with the few minutes I have left, let's look at the different areas of discipline you should engage in. I'll give you one today. And next month, Man to Man with Joseph, I'll give you the remaining. What are the few areas of discipline you should engage in? Number one, discipline to be ready what is discipline of getting ready discipline of getting ready is simply the discipline of preparing for the future today it is simply the discipline of preparing for the future today in life there is no accidental success you do not arrive at anything successfully by accident when you are not ready an opportunity comes your way you will not be able to maximize the opportunity you will squander the opportunity but when you are ready for something based on your readiness god will present you with an opportunity and when the opportunity presents itself you will make full use of it you will maximize it to the fullest listen this is the rule of life this is what life says life says proper preparation Prevents poor performance that is the rule of life. Poor proper preparation prevents poor performance. If, as a young man listening to me now, you are not preparing your life to be a better husband, a better brother, a better friend, a better a better son when the later stage of your life comes, you will discover that you are not a blessing to the people you ought to be a blessing of proper preparation. Prevents poor performance in the book of Proverbs, chapter 24, verse 27. It reads, Do your planning and prepare your fields before building your house. Did you hear that? Do your planning, prepare your fields before building your house. But the challenge I've come to understand is many people are building their house without planning, without without build preparing their fields. He said, plan and prepare. Those two work together. Plan and prepare. You cannot live a fruitful life without this twin. Plan and prepare. Never forget them. Can I hear you write it in the comment section for me? Plan and prepare. This twin, you can't live your life successfully without them. So he said, plan and prepare. Get your fields ready before building your house. So the discipline of getting ready enables you to lay solid foundation for everything you will undertake in life if you want to build a career getting ready discipline will help you if you want to build a successful business getting ready discipline is very crucial if you want to get married and be a great father and a wonderful husband getting ready discipline is extremely crucial Listen, friends, I've seen people who want to start a business. They have not read one book, not even an article on business. They have not read one book. They have not listened to any business podcast. They have not listened to anyone who is successful in business. They know nothing. They just want to get into business. They feel that the business feels good. As a result, let me get into it. Oh, other people are making money. Me too, let me go and make money. That is not how life works. That is not how life works listen friends you in life was separated a success from a failure particularly in academic pursuit is how well you get ready and that is shown by how much study you have put in place I have a daughter I have teenage daughters they are writing exams I see how well they get ready for their exams I see how they spend nights You know, while I go to the room to sleep, they are in their room studying. And when their result comes out, it comes out amazing. Their results are amazing. They're top. They're one of the tops in their classes. Why? Because they get ready when they're supposed to get ready. Listen, friends. If you do not get ready in life when you are supposed to get ready you will pay the price of lack of getting ready so the, what separates a success from a failure in life is shown by how much they put in in preparing themselves how much they put in in planning for what they are about to undertake also i've seen many young men who want to get married the first thing they think of when they want to get married is a wedding venue a wedding suit a wedding shoe a wedding cake a wedding ring but you never find them read one single book on marriage and when they get into that marriage they become a liability to themselves and a liability to the woman they are married to why because they didn't prepare for marriage they thought marriage is wedding day listen to me i've been married now for 17 years Marriage is not wedding day. Marriage is not your tuxedo suit. Marriage is not your Louis Vuitton shoe. Marriage is not your 10 steps cake. Marriage is not the expensive venue you have with rose petals on the ground. That is not marriage. Marriage is responsibility. If you are not going to be responsible in marriage, please stay out of marriage. Don't make another woman's life miserable. If you're not going to be responsible in marriage, stay away from it marriage is not for boys not in terms of age but in terms of maturity and discipline marriage is for men who have disciplined themselves enough to understand that when they get into marriage they are not looking for a woman to shoulder them rather they are there to shoulder the woman that they are not looking for a woman to pamper them rather they are there to take care of the woman just like ephesians chapter 5 talks about the church and the christ Christ is the head of the church Christ is the bridegroom of the church The way Christ takes care of the church That is how we men who gets into marriage Must be ready to take care of our bride The way Christ takes care of the church I have never seen Christ being a burden to me And now I have told myself I will not be a burden to my wife so marriage is not how expensive your suit is. Listen, when I got married, I got married with, I think, one of the cheapest suits on the planet Earth. Because I knew that my suit does not, will not define my marriage. I knew that some years down the line, what would define my marriage is how happy my wife will be and how inspired my children will be. And to the great, by the grace of God, and not just by the grace of, by hard work I put into it. My marriage is where it is to because very often we say by the grace of God we neglect it to go. No, no, no. By the, me taking responsibility and by God's enablement upon my life, it has become what it is today. And I guarantee it to keep getting better in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the first thing you should do: sit down and ask yourself, what is the price of marriage? In terms of the demands required for a successful marriage. What you should start doing, start reading proven books on authors on, on marriage. And if you're already in marriage, go and look for books and start reading. Go and start reading. How does a proper husband behave? Get to Ephesians chapter five. Jesus gave us a blueprint on how husbands must act towards their wives. Jesus gave us a blueprint on that. So when you study the Bible very well, you will come in contact with men and women also who took the time to discipline themselves. We saw men who didn't take the time to discipline themselves, but also in the Bible there are also men and women who took the time to discipline themselves to get ready for the assignment of God on their lives. One classic example was Noah, the man called Noah. He was so, so ready, he built an ark when there was no single drop of rain. He followed the instructions from God. Built Listen to this. The story about Noah and this rain, let me explain to you so that you can understand, you get the context very well. When God said to Noah that there would be rain, there had not been any rain on the planet Earth. So Noah didn't even have a clue of what rain looks like. He didn't know what rain looks like. They were only used to dew. The dew comes upon their crops. Their crops germinate. He didn't have a clue what rain looks like. So when God said to him there will be rain, it's not as if maybe he has seen rain and he knew. No, he didn't know what rain looks like. But the man got ready. He got ready by divine instruction. How? He lived a life in the Spirit. You see, he returns back to following God. When you don't live a life in the Spirit, you will not be able to get ready. You will not be able to hear the voice of God when he tells you to get ready. Now listen, he was so ready, he built the ark. There was no, when he built that ark, no single drop of rain. The fact is this friends, when you don't build an ark, when the rain comes, the rain will destroy things around you. When you don't build an ark, many of you ought to be building arcs now. Young men listening to me, start building your ark now. There will be rain sometime. But when you build an ark, when the rain comes, you won't. Dis- the rain won't destroy things around you. Friends, can I ask you tonight, have you built your ark before the rain starts? Have you built your ark before the rain starts? Because in life there will be rain. And because there will be rain The kind of ark you are building now Is very necessary Are you ready for when the rain will come These are questions I'm not dropping everywhere for you Are you ready for when the rain will come Are you prepared for when the rain will come Are Are you positioned for when the rain will come So getting ready is a necessity Let me hear you say loud and clear Getting ready is a necessity There are things ahead of you so as a result, getting ready is a necessity. Can I ask you another question again? How are you preparing? Have you developed the discipline of getting ready? Because there are so many men who also procrastinate about important issues of life. That is a sign of gross indiscipline. Procrastination as a man is a sign of gross indiscipline. Many men are stranded in life. And people are wondering how they got there. Listen. They didn't get to being stranded by chance. It was as a result of too many procrastination. Too many putting off of things to do later. Too many indiscipline. All of them put together. Produced what the person is experiencing. Too many putting off of things to do later. And never get to do them. They all produce. In the life of a person's strandedness, listen to me friends, many men wonder why ladies don't respect them. Listen, I have a wife so I can speak in that direction. I have teenage daughters i can speak in that direction listen ladies don't respect you because of the car you drive or because of how you smell or because of the good clothes you wear ladies respect you because of a life of discipline no woman wants to hang around an indisciplined man no woman want to hang around an indisciplinar. No woman will like to hang around a man who procrastinates, a man who puts off things to do them later and never does them. No woman wants to hang around such a person. Let me give you a quote. It says, the pain of self-discipline will never be as great as the pain of regrets." Anonymous. So, listen, a real woman is looking for leadership Not a car. A real woman is looking for leadership. Listen, most women can buy themselves cars. So if a car is the only thing you bring to the table, then the woman will respect you. The woman that will respect you for your material things, Is a woman who is going nowhere, I repeat, I repeat, and I believe the women listening to me can bear witness. And women, if you can bear witness, please type in the comment section for me. The woman that will respect you for your car and your clothes and your perfume is a woman going nowhere. A woman that is going somewhere will not even see your car or your perfume or your clothes because she already has them. She already has them. She already has them. So most guys are wondering why women will never agree to go out with them and they start being violent towards them and start misbehaving as if she's your property. She ain't your property. If you're not the right kind of guy, then step aside. If you can't meet her level, her demands, and her level not in terms of money, because very often men have this mindset when a woman says no, it means she's looking for a rich man. She's not looking for a rich man. She's looking for a leader. She's looking for a disciplined man If you can't mix those criteria Step aside Let the man that will meet them step in Listen If all you bring is a car Then you are bringing nothing Because some women even have better cars than you Some of them are driving Bentleys And you are driving Uno Forgive me There's nothing wrong in driving Uno So I'm trying to show you If that's what you're going to bring to the table Then step aside so you need to understand that women are looking for leadership and the answer is simple can i ask you again can you point to a lady where you are going and if you can't point to a lady where you are going they can see that you're going nowhere as a result they don't want you to include them in your list of going nowhere elizabeth eliot says she says, I quote her. She says, stand true to your calling to be a man. Real women will always be relieved and grateful when men are willing to be men. Pause and think. <laughs> she said, real women. That's what I tried to tell you earlier on. Real women. Real women will always be relieved and grateful when men are willing to be men. Not willing to be men by being chauvinistic and and being violent. No, no. And by When they are willing to be men in terms of responsibility, in terms of discipline, in terms of leadership. When men are willing to be men in terms of leadership, men are willing to be men. In terms of responsibility, men are willing to be men. Your wife is not looking for you to talk, come and take care of things in the house. Men are willing to be men in terms of discipline. In terms of discipline. That you live so much a life of discipline. That your children have no choice but to copy your discipline life. Listen to me. My kids do things promptly because they see me. I've lived a di- I'm living a disciplined life. So as a result, I don't have to discipline. Tell them to be disciplined. They know what to do. So Elizabeth earlier said, it's a relief. It's a relief and gratitude when men are willing to be men. As I release you tonight, as a man, what happens in your day-to-day life? Because whatever happens in your day-to-day life is a clear reflection of the foundation of your life. Men, we need to prepare for our future. It takes self-discipline to get yourself ready for what is ahead of you. Can I ask you, In the next 10 years of your life, in these three areas, family, faith, finance, how are you getting ready? Because by 2030, you will have added another 10 years to whatever age you have today. If you're 18 years, you'll be 28. If you're 30 years, you'll be 40. If you're 40, you'll be 50. If you're 45, you'll be 55. So you'll have added 10 extra years. Now, can I ask you, what will your finances look like? What will your faith look like? What will your family look like? Because even if you're not married yet, many of you listening to me will be married by then. What will your family look like? What will your finances look like? What will your faith in God look like? Will you have grown so much that you are providing spiritual leadership for your family? That your wife doesn't have to force you to pray? Your children doesn't have to ask you, Papa, are we not praying today? That you're the one providing the leadership in reading the word of God and pointing them to Jesus. What will what will your faith look like? Will you follow so much with God that everybody around you will be influenced? You heard what Pastor Cordilla was preaching on Wednesday, consigning rededication. How people should our life should bring people to Jesus, not turn people away from Christ. People should look at you and say, because of the way you live your life, I am going to follow this your Jesus. I'm going to follow this, your Jesus. I'm going to follow this, your Jesus. Not that people look at your life and they say, no, the way you run your life with this catalog of indiscipline, I don't want this, your Jesus. What will your life look like 10 years from now? I close it with this profound statement by one of the most powerful men of God that has ever lived. His name is the Apostle Paul. I close you, he said. But as for you, O man of God, flee evil, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, gentleness. Paul, the apostle, God bless you. Thank you so much for listening. We believe you were blessed by the word. For more, please visit our website, www.alivewithjoseph.com as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, Alive with Joseph Mogotcha. Till next time.